You're listening to Allied Health Podcast, talking all things Allied Health, with your hosts Danielle Whedon, physiotherapist, and Claire Jones, occupational therapist. This episode of Allied Health Podcast is brought to you by Ability Action Australia, a leading and approved provider of NDIS Allied Health Therapeutic, positive behaviour and employment supports across Australia. Today we're joined by Alison McElveen, General Manager of Ability Action Australia, to talk about what a career as an occupational therapist looks like in an NDIS-based community role. Alison is a qualified occupational therapist and leads Ability Action Australia, or AAA as we commonly call it, which is one of Australia's largest providers of allied health services to the disability sector. Ali, welcome. It's great to have you join us today on Allied Health Podcast. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me along. Now, Ali, we've all known each other for many years now, and we'd love to run through five or six questions with you so that you can overview your healthcare background and what it's like working with AAA and the life of an OT in the NDIS sector. So first question, can you provide us with an overview of your background and why you moved into the NDIS, as well as what you enjoy about it? Absolutely. So I trained as an occupational therapist. I graduated in 2005 from the University University of Sydney and um, some of my most sort of enjoyable and cherished roles as a clinical OT were working uh, in the community with individuals uh, with a disability both uh, here in Australia in sort of metro and regional locations as well as um, community-based roles over in the UK. I mean, I absolutely love working in this space. There is um, scope to actually influence uh, influence and impact and change uh, lives positively and, um, you know, the, for the clinicians themselves to forge really meaningful, meaningful relationships and partnerships with the participants that they work with so they can create more fulfilling, enjoyable, rewarding, rewarding lives that are aligned to what they want to achieve where they want to go, uh, what their lives will look like with the um, with the support and partnership of allied health clinicians. I love um, many aspects of, of the role as a general manager of Ability Action Australia. Um, part what, one of the one of the things that I love most is uh, working with the people at Ability Action. Um, we've had the good fortune of being able to attract a number of talented managers and clinicians right around the country. We're now operating in all states and territories outside uh, the Northern Territory and the ACT. And these individuals are passionate, uh, hardworking and really driven and resolute around wanting to support individuals with a disability. So, Ali, what can an OT expect as part of their role within the community and the IS sector? Um, they can expect an opportunity to work uh, with individuals across the lifespan, um, you know, with people with various capabilities and challenges. Uh, they can expect to work closely with these individuals on their goals and their ambitions and aspirations, and, and often not always, but often over an extended period of time. They can contribute um, under a social model of healthcare where, you know, the participants that they're working alongside are empowered and encouraged to direct uh, what they want to achieve and how they can ultimately get more out of life today. At AAA specifically, uh, OTs can access uh, learning learning and development opportunities in a number of clinical specialisations and work uh, to develop and consolidate their knowledge and skills and expertise, you know, across, um, you know, a myriad of specialisations in a flexible and uh, supportive environment. 
And what about it? What does a day in the life of an OT look like in an NDIS based community role? And, and what are some of the impacts an OT can make working with participants living with a disability? Yeah, so there is a there is a real mix um, of face to face contact uh, and in, in intervention with participants in their home environment or at a school or in another sort of community based location. Um, they can expect to engage with multiple stakeholders that are involved in the care and the well-being uh, of, of the participants. Um, they, and that can be via face-to-face, teleconference, video conferences, uh, you know, in, in meetings. Um, there is some report writing requirements uh, for OTs uh, under the NDIS and they can also expect to participate in sort of regular um, professional development opportunities. We also encourage our staff to um, connect and meet regularly face-to-face. This is important for a number of reasons, including an opportunity for them to collaborate with their peers, to share experiences, um, to catch up socially for a cup of coffee. Uh, And this is really important for clinicians, just given, um, you know, the work that they do and often that work being um, outside one of our dedicated sites and locations and with a participant in the community or in the home environment, as I mentioned before. So um, the impacts are significant and and include uh, increasing independence, you know, across activities of daily living, like, for example, individuals being able to independently prepare meals in their home to supporting the needs of their children, uh, accessing the community more independently, securing and obtaining and achieving their their employment goals, uh, increasing in the the number and the type of social and recreational activities that they engage in on a regular basis, and also helping, you know, children integrate into mainstream schooling, uh, helping them achieve the key developmental developmental milestones. So, you know, we work with a diverse cohort of individuals, and as I mentioned before, with unique unique and individualised challenges and the impact that OTs and more broadly than that allied health clinicians can can make is significant and I think that's one of the reasons why you know our clinicians really enjoy the work and find it rewarding um, is is the impact that you can make and um, the partnerships you can create with, with individuals that we're working alongside. Mm. There's real value Ali isn't there in working in the participants own environment as opposed to a clinical setting, especially when it comes to across the board with all therapy, but especially when it comes to OT, when you're looking at those functional skills in someone's home environment or community environment schools, there's there's so much value in, in being out there working with participants in their environment, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's, you know, evidence, evidence to support, support that. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, the ability and the opportunity to observe individuals in their own home environment and understand the challenges they may be facing in that environment and that helps helps the OT garner the necessary insights, um, you know, around what supports can be put in place or what intervention would be appropriate to enable them to achieve their goals. So, so absolutely, Claire, mm. I think um, the home in, environment um, provides yeah, the, the context um, you know, to be able to address the needs of the individuals and understand um, what they are and, and what supports will make sense and are appropriate and, and will facilitate improved and enhanced function. Yeah, and what's really important to them. And what's really important to them, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. that's part of the, 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 the process is, 
exploring um, initially what, what they want to achieve and what their goals are and then us working with them in an individualised way to set a plan and an approach um, that, that targets their goals and what they want to achieve and, and, and how we can all go about that. Mm-hmm. And what sort of feedback do you get from your staff around what therapists and clinicians enjoy as part of their role with Ability Action? I get regular feedback about the culture about Ability Action. Um, I think the the management team do a fantastic job at creating a workplace where um, creating a workplace where people want to come and work and feel valued, and you know there is fostering of opportunities to develop and grow in in the areas that that they want to explore and aspire aspire towards. So I think culture is something that I get feedback uh, regularly around. Uh, I think. Um, a focus on on learning and development and opportunities um, facilitated both internally and externally where people can refine and extend their their own skill sets in their own knowledge and areas of practice. I think that, um, you know, our people, um, generally speaking, um, enjoy, enjoy that component of working with Ability Action. Um, you know, I regularly get feedback around... Um, how much they enjoy the partnerships with participants, because at the end of the day, that that's what it's about. It's 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 around, you know, working with the participants and um, and that experience for them and what that means for them to be able to partner and support an individual to achieve some 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 really great and fantastic things for their lives. And I know that inspires a lot of our clinicians, and I know that's one of the reasons why they choose to work under the NDIs in, or in the disability mm. sector. And, and I think also at Ability Action, the, the career opportunities. So we've had a multiple individuals that have been with us that have occupied more than one role. So they've joined as a team leader and on the back of the growth that we've experienced and the changes that have occurred across our organisation as we've grown, that means more opportunity uh, with new roles and new specialisations where people can explore and move into. And I think... Um, uh, the sort of breadth and scope of career opportunities across mm. ability action is, a, is another reason why people, you know, enjoy working for the organisation. Mm. We see um, more and more commonly now that therapists um, first and foremost are looking for um, really great support and professional development, uh, a really good co- um, company culture and career progression. And that's not always been something that's um, readily been available in roles, um, you know, within occupational therapy, you haven't been able to see that career progression. But now with the NDIS, there's there's great scope um, to really move into into a number of various roles at um, you know clinical and management um, levels, which is really exciting. Oh, there absolutely is, and, and I agree with you from from graduate, you know, right up to is senior senior clinicians to to those in in management roles where um, the the scope of services that are delivered by occupational therapists and therefore the the specialisations uh, in in different in different clinical areas and the streams um, that that are in place across organisations mean that career opportunities and advancement and and also clinicians. Um, choosing and electing and um, which area they want to sort of specialise in if they want to actually have a specialisation or if they choose or have a preference, um, you know, to work across sort of multiple clinical specialisations, then that opportunity is afforded afforded to OTs now as well. So the 
career opportunities, the um, I think also the uh, elevation of status of, of mm-hmm. what occupational therapists do and yeah. the choice that's afforded to OTs now on the back of on the back of the scheme and the changes that have occurred with the NDIS is super exciting for occupational therapists and for the profession, you know, more broadly. Absolutely, yeah. Ali. I couldn't agree with you more. It's it's a really without sounding corny, it's a very exciting time to be an occupational therapist. It is. Like I, I recall in my early days of being an IT having to regularly explain what mm. an occupational therapist does. And I know in your roles you could relate to that. And and there's a just a, there's a, a a greater awareness and understanding of what occupational therapists do, the impact that they can have, mm. the areas of practice, um, whether it be in occupational, you know, sorry, occupational rehabilitation across disability, you know, working in an acute hospital. And I think you can see the increased understanding or enhanced understanding in the yeah. community on what OTs do mm. and and um, the importance of their work, which is. Mm really really nice and something that has evolved over the course of the last few years and again on I think largely due to changes that have occurred with the NDIS. Yeah the value of occupational therapy is truly being seen now isn't it? Absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you've both touched on it as well but the feedback we see externally as well with Ability Action Australia are that you uh, support especially your early career therapists you train and support really well as well which in roles in the community uh, that are really autonomous even though you do have your regular catch-ups I think that's imperative um, that's imperative in this sector. It is and so the the feedback we've had um, from current staff members or even prospective staff members that we've that we've spoken to, they're their number one priority. Well, the number one thing that they mention is around what support will be provided and what does that support look like, uh, and and um, what does that support mean for them on a day to day and week by week as they start their career as an OT or in their early days in the disability sector. And I think it's really important that. Uh, organizations focus on what that support looks like I think if we can if we can get that piece uh, feeling right and if we can get the orientation and induction to be a positive and meaningful and great learning opportunity then we'll be able to retain the talent within the disability sector and give those individuals the confidence to forge meaningful careers which on the back of that means we get uh, long, long-standing uh, partnerships with participants, with nice continuity for them who are working with their OTs on a persistent basis around what they want to achieve from one year to the next. So I think uh, focusing on learning and development is strongly linked and correlated with, with the quality of the outcomes that we can all achieve working with participants under the scheme. And I, and I think that that's a really important interrelationship to acknowledge. Agree. And so what are some of the learning and career experiences an OT can expect working at AAA? So the occupational therapists um, can expect um, support across a number of areas, including including paediatrics, um, housing and accommodation, so undertaking assessments, making sound recommendations and what that means under the scheme. Um, Learning opportunities in assistive technology and equipment prescription, as well as as well as home modifications, and then also, you know, opportunities to increase their awareness, understanding, and expertise in how you support individuals with a psychosocial diagnosis. I think there's an opportunity also in Ability Action to get exposure 
to um, other other areas, you know, of of the organisation, whether it be quality assurance and what quality they're the functions and responsibilities of our quality assurance team, you know, in addition to the, the uh, functions and responsibilities of our clinical clinical governance and clinical excellence, as well as uh, our team who uh, are responsible for engaging, you know, with stakeholders externally. So, sort of in addition to developing their clinical the clinical expertise, I think. Um, getting exposure and understanding more broadly what other supports are provided across the business and the relationship that those supports have with operations is something that I think individuals can expect. Uh, and in addition to that, we try and blend some internal and external uh, professional development opportunities and we often get feedback that is the preference that, that, that there is a combination or a hybrid of both, um, you know, internal PD opportunities that occur regularly as well as having some external facilitators in areas of their their specialisation, come and support and augment and enhance the learning um, or the learning experiences that are undertaken internally. Um, I think also access to peer support programs and, and mentoring. So, you know, mentoring is, is really important and whether that be sort of mentoring as you're moving into a clinical or a leadership role or that you're, you're, you're um, progressing or transferring from one clinical area of practice to another. Um, I think the opportunity to access mentors, work closely with mentors, define what your professional goals are and have the opportunity to, to, to um, explore and put, put, put activity into action that allows you to achieve your goals is really important. And so that mentoring piece, I think, is, is, is pivotal and key. Mm, I agree. And what are some of the things to consider if you're thinking of a career with Ability Action? If you enjoy, you know, flexibility uh, and uh, working for an organisation that is that is purpose driven, and uh, that that's really important. We're a purpose driven organisation, uh, and 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 an organisation that wants sorry, an organisation that's invested in your own development, your professional development, and what you want to achieve. And you know, I think Ability Action Australia would be a, a good place a good place for you to work. Um, and it does. You know what what people are looking for an employer does vary, and it also varies across um, across someone's career journey from what they might be looking at in the early stages of their career to what they're looking what they're what they're wanting uh, later on. And I think mm. it's really important that organisations are flexible and that the value proposition resonates. Um, for, for a graduate and then also resonates, you know, for someone that has 20 years experience that's been, you know, occupational for that length of time and, uh, you know, is looking for an organisation to support their needs and their aspirations on the back of them having, you know, uh, a lot of knowledge and expertise um, from, from previous roles and, you know, throughout their professional experience. So, yeah, I think, um, and I, I think the, the challenge for organisations that are working in the allied health sector now is to continually to look at that value proposition uh, for allied health clinicians and refine that value proposition and ensure that uh, it's targeted and that it speaks it speaks to um, you know the individuals that you're trying to attract and trying to retain just given the importance of uh, importance of that in terms of participants having access to the services they need to achieve what they want to achieve and again as I mentioned before that interconnectedness between um, attracting and supporting and retaining allied health clinicians and what that means for the disability community is really important and I think if you can again focus on that experience for the people then that sets everyone up 
um, for for hopefully success um, as as we work closely to help people achieve their goals. Mm. Okay, well, thank you again for providing such a detailed overview of AAA and giving us more insight into what it's like to work in the NDA sector for OTs. Uh, I'm sure our OT networks are going to love to listen to this. So thanks again, Ali and Ability Action Australia. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks, Ali. It was great. Thank you. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Allied Health Podcast. In the show's notes, you'll find links to our free recruitment resources, job opportunities and healthcare marketplace insights. To listen to new episodes, please subscribe via Apple, Google or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. And if you've enjoyed the show, please give it a five-star rating and review and be sure to tell your therapy colleagues and friends to tune in.